Hello Mental Health Champs and a warm warm welcome to yet another episode of the show. If you're listening to the sound of my voice for the first time, well, my name is Yurike Tumafevo and this is the Mental Health Podcast. The Mental Health Podcast was created out of the depth of my heart to show up, speak up and be boldly honest about my beliefs and magic and also to create more awareness mental health and mental health challenges and any episode which your heart or leave a spark within leave a review and share with your friends so the podcast can reach more people and create even more heartfelt sparks and i believe in synchronicity and not coincidence so if you find yourself listening to any of this episode maybe there's a jewel for you here especially and maybe heartbeat by heartbeat, we'll all be able to make the world a more loving and kinder place where human emotions are prioritized even more. So sit back and enjoy the ride. Thank you so much for sticking around. It's World Suicide Prevention Day. I think one of my favorite days in the month. Of September happy new month again and before we get right into the conversation I just want to thank each and everyone that has been listening to the mental health podcast we recently hit 5,000 downloads on Spotify and that was my new year resolution so I'm really glad I got to um, accomplish that and it wouldn't have been possible without your help so thank you so much so today's episode promises to be an incredible one because we have amazing guests on our show today to you know raise more awareness on suicide prevention and this year's suicide prevention um is themed creating hope through action so are we ready to start creating positive actions into preventing suicide so let's get right into the conversation with my amazing guest. Hello Tanya and a warm warm welcome to the Mental Health Podcast. I mean, thank you so much for agreeing to have this conversation with me. Um, yeah, could you like um, tell us a little bit about yourself, your name, where you're from and what you're doing as of this moment? Hi, Fasi. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, so I'm Tanya Mawaha. I'm Indian, but I live in the UK and I was born and brought up here. And I'm an award-winning mental health and suicide prevention advocate. Um, throughout my lifetime, I've had a journey with my own experiences with my mental health and suicide. So I'm a suicide survivor. Um, my first suicide attempt was when I was 13 years old and I'm now 22 years old and um, my entire life has, you know, suicide and mental health has played a role in that and um, I became the founder of Championing Youth Minds through these experiences because I really want to share my lived experience as someone who lives with depression and anxiety in the hope to educate and empower the people to take care of their own mental well-being and feel more confident when it comes to talking about mental health and also suicide prevention is really important to me because 
you know, suicide statistics are so high at the moment and it's really important that we have these conversations so that we can save lives and also better understand the role that we can play as individuals in communities and organisations to help prevent suicide. Thank you so much, Tanya, for that um, wonderful message. And I'm really so sorry about what you had to go through. And it's really beautiful to see that you were able to navigate whatever it is you were going through and with a shining light, of course. So I'm glad and yeah, I'm happy that you're here with us. So you spoke about being the founder of um, Championing Your Mind. Can you tell us a bit about your inspiration behind starting um, Championing Youth Mind and your work in suicide um, prevention. Can you share us more insights on that? Thank you, Anna, of course. So with Championing Youth Minds, that really began from my own inspiration, from my lived experience and from the lived experience of my friends and my peers around me. So I've always struggled with my mental health. Um, I'd say the first time I can really remember a tough time with my mental health was when I was 12 years old. And that has played a role in my life up until now and will continue to do so. But Championing Youth Minds really began in my bedroom in 2021 during the coronavirus lockdown in the United Kingdom. So for that time, I had been struggling with my mental health and seeking support. And as we were in lockdown, a lot of my friends from university were messaging me, telling me that they were struggling with their mental health and that they would like to talk to someone or would like some guidance and advice. And it really made me reflect on my own experiences and to understand that I had been in education for at least 15 years at that point in time. And not once had we been taught about mental health at school. We had been taught about our physical body and what we would do if we hurt ourselves or if we injure ourselves. But we were never taught about our mental health and how we should look after our mind and understand our emotions and understand our feelings. So that really was my inspiration. I really wanted to make a change and build a community where young people could come together and talk about mental health and educate themselves and support themselves and support each other most importantly because we all know how hard it is to talk about mental health and that's why i started championing youth minds we now are a community of over 800 young people globally we create content free resources we host workshops and most importantly it's a safe space for young people across the globe to share their lived experience and to come together to talk about mental health and to become change makers to help improve the experience of others and to talk about mental health and raise awareness. And that also links into how I began my work in the suicide prevention space. So as I mentioned before, I have lived experience of suicide as a suicide survivor. And I was being invited to share my experience with my mental health. And for me to share my experience with my mental health meant that I would be sharing my experience with suicide. And the more I spoke about it, the more I realized that it's a really important conversation to have. A lot of people are scared to talk about suicide because they feel like they don't know how to speak about it properly or that it may put ideas in people's minds or that it's just a really sensitive topic to talk about, which I completely understand. But you know, talking about suicide can potentially save lives and that's why it's so important that we talk about it. And over a year ago, myself and a few others came together to start a suicide prevention charity called the Battle of Hope UK. And for us, the charity is a, a way through which we can spread awareness 
around suicide in the UK and globally and to make, an, make a difference. So this summer we toured 12 cities in 12 days across the United Kingdom to spread awareness around suicide, to connect organisations and individuals so that they know where they can go for support with their mental health so that we can hopefully save lives. And that's my experience so far. But, you know, continuing on in the suicide prevention space is really important for me because I'm aware that in certain communities and certain cultures, talking about suicide and talking about mental health is harder. Um, and there are so many more barriers that we need to overcome. But I think by having this conversation, like on this podcast, for example, is a great first step and a great step of, you know, which we can all take to really make a difference. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Tanya, and I'm really sure COVID messed with a lot of our mental health um, mind, for example, and the mental health podcast. Um, I think I started the mental health podcast after COVID, you know, to create more awareness. I got to know more about mental health on a deeper level, so there was need for me to raise lots and lots of awareness on mental health so i completely understand and great work um that your organization is doing so i'd like to ask um what are some common misconceptions or myths about suicide that you have encountered in your field and how do you address them of course i think it's really important that you ask that question it's a really great question because there are so many myths surrounding suicide and the more we talk about these myths and dispel these myths the more we can help raise awareness around suicide. So I think one of the most um, prominent risks, myths that um, I encounter when speaking to people is that talking about suicide will encourage a person to feel more suicidal or to attempt on their lives. But um, that is completely not true. Um, you know, we know that talking about suicide can actually help save lives. So for example, if someone is feeling suicidal um, or having um, you know, suicidal thoughts. Sometimes having that conversation and asking them um, if they are feeling suicidal can help save their life because having that conversation can allow them to, you know, feel supported and know that they're not alone. And also we can signpost them to services and organisations that can help support them through whatever they're experiencing at that moment. Another big myth that I encounter is that you know, certain type of people are more susceptible to suicide um, and there are other people who are less likely to feel suicidal or die by suicide, which is not true. Suicide does not discriminate and each and every one of us can be impacted by suicidal thoughts or suicidal ideation and therefore it's so important that we don't go in with preconceived misconceptions or assumptions that a certain type of person is more likely or less likely to be impacted by suicide. For example, the person who's always laughing and smiling still could be feeling suicidal, even if we don't think that they are, because that is what our, you know, our assumption is when we see them. Yeah, Tanya, I completely agree with you. You know, that best friend, that um, friend that's always smiling, that's always there for everybody. You know, I can tell they might be going through something really horrible in their life but they still come out with a smile and you feel oh it's okay so i feel we should check up on that friend that friend that's quiet more than usual and check in on them and see how they're actually faring and listen to the voices even when they don't actually speak you know we should pay little attention 
to that friend and who knows may actually be saving somebody okay so moving forward can you share some effective strategies or resources that individuals especially the youth can use to promote mental well-being and also prevent suicide definitely um there are so many resources out there created by such amazing charities organizations and individuals which raise awareness um, around mental health and suicide and also provide services and support so i would recommend depending on which country you're based in to definitely check out the um charities and organizations local to you um, on mental health and suicide so for example in the united kingdom there are lots of charities such as um, Samaritans, Papyrus, um, Baton Hope. There are lots of charities that focus on suicide prevention. And specifically for young people, there are lots of resources out there that can um, provide insight around mental health and understanding how you can look after your own mental health and support others and look out for any warning signs and how to signpost others. Um, also, you can check out our Championing Youth Minds community where we have lots of resources made by young people, specifically for other young people. Um, and we also host workshops that you can join for free um, to learn more about some kind of self-help, self-care strategies that a lot of our young people use. But I think with the internet, we are so lucky to have such great resources on hand. Um, there are lots of great doctors and physicians out there who create content around mental health and suicide so we can help to educate ourselves and dispel a lot of those myths. And I think lastly, another great resource is are lived experienced individuals who are sharing their story so as i'm sharing my story around my mental health challenges and my experience with suicide there are so many others out there who are lived experienced advocates and they share their story so that they can help raise that awareness and to help um you know provide that education for others who may have gone through a similar experience or may just wish to understand and um, what that experience looks like and you know how that person would have wished to be supported and um, so i think there's so many great resources out there um, and we're really lucky to have communities on social media where we can connect with each other and you know signpost each other those two resources thank you so much tanya i mean also moving forward um you made mention of warning signs and i'd like to know what are some warning signs how can we um tell if somebody's suicidal what are the warning signs we should look out for to know okay yeah this person is showing um exhibiting signs um so having suicidal thoughts what are the warning signs we can actually look out for and how can we be supportive how can we be more supportive to these people what are the right words we can use what kind of right words do we can we tell them to you know make them feel more better question i think it's really important to note that warning signs may look completely different for different people um so there is no one set of warning signs that you know would be applicable to everyone i think the best advice i can give is are you you know perhaps if you if it's your friend for example or a family member are you seeing any changes in their behavior so are they normally a really happy um, bubbly energetic person and recently you've seen that they've been you know a lot you know a lot less energetic 
Have they been looking a bit more run down and a bit drained? Are they behaving like their normal self? And if they are, you know, if you are having conversations with you, um, what type of conversation are, are you having? Are they sounding quite pessimistic about the future? Um, are they, you know, eat, do they look like they're sleeping less or do they look like they're not physically taking care of themselves? I think those behavioural changes can be great indicators as to whether, you know, we should be asking questions and seeing if people are truly okay. Um, so in that situation, I think if you are noticing any behavioural changes or, you know, they look like they're not really themselves, I definitely recommend having a conversation and letting them know that you've sensed that behaviour, behaviour wise, uh, uh, you know, perhaps slightly different or they're not coming across as their usual self and, you know, you just wanted to ask them if they're okay and, um, you know, you're there for them and they are able to have that conversation with you. And I think the most important thing is, is that sometimes it's, it's a lot more about listening rather than saying the right thing. So for example, someone could just benefit so much from having someone who's able to just listen to them and without without providing advice or guidance, is just able to provide them with a non-judgmental safe space. So I think um, that's really important. And then, you know, if someone is looking for support, I think the best thing you can do is signpost them to your local organisations or services or, um, you know, their GP and their doctor, for example, so they can have that conversation with someone who is trained and able to um, understand what type of support they need and what exactly they're dealing with. But I think, you know, what's super important is understanding that by just listening and providing a safe space to someone, it can mean so much to them and it can support them um, just knowing that they're not alone in this situation. Thank you so much, Tanya, for, you know, taking our time to be here with me and having this conversation with me. It's been really insightful and it has been impactful as well. So and I want to ask you the last question as we wrap up. And I'd like to know, how do you see the role of community and support network in suicide prevention? And how can people get more involved in this important work? I think that's a great question. I think, as I mentioned before, communities and organisations play such an important role when it comes to supporting mental health and preventing suicide. I think um, I would you know, definitely advise individuals to really tap into their local communities and national communities um, and also the communities that we can find online, which um, talk about mental health and raise mental health awareness and, um, you know, signposted services and are a safe space such as championing youth minds and I think communities um, definitely can you know do better in terms of understanding the great role and the, the significance that they play and the potential that they can have to really you know create more conversation around suicide prevention and more conversation around mental health you know whether that's religious communities cultural communities or you know communities in your educational institution or in your workplace so i think they're really really vital and it's really important that all the work that we do brings together communities communities from different walks of life to help you know increase that awareness and have this com really really important conversation so tanya this year's World Suicide Prevention Day is creating hope through actions. Now, I would like to know, um, could you share some specific action or initiative that you have 
been that you've engaged in or you found particularly effective in providing hope and support to individuals at risk of suicide and this is the last and final question as we wrap up today's episode and i'd like to know do you have any final words for my listeners I think when it comes to um, creating hope through action, I would definitely recommend, you know, reading up about um, suicide and understanding, you know, any preconceived notions or myths that you might have believed in and helping to educate yourself. There are some amazing resources out there. You can do suicide prevention training if you're interested. Um, And I think the second thing I'm you know, have been engaged in since I've started my journey and especially through the battle of hope has been sharing hope through lived experience. There are so many other suicide survivors like myself who um, have, you know, experienced suicidal ideation, suicide attempts, but have seen the hope and are living with um, hope. So sharing and listening to the stories of our lived experience survivors um, is something that's really powerful and they can, you know, share such great insight into what that experiences like and what you can do as an individual or as a community or an organization to help prevent suicide and I think just to close off I think thank you so much for having me it's been such an important conversation to have and I'm really grateful for you to be using your platform to have a conversation around suicide prevention I think I'd just like to end by reiterating some of the points I made today which is that suicide is something that can impact each and every one of us and no one is immune from suicide but we all have such an important role to play when it comes to preventing suicide whether it's through listening to someone um, asking them how they truly are and holding that space for them or whether it's signposting them to the amazing and important services and support resources out there but please do know that we all have a role to play in it um, and we can save lives and you know the more we talk about it the more lives we can save and the more we can support people so don't shy away from the topic keep having this conversation and have this conversation beyond just world suicide prevention day have world suicide prevention day as you know the first day perhaps that you have this conversation but don't let that conversation ever quieten down and um, you have all the power in the world to you know make a difference and help prevent suicide now this has been really really incredible thank you so much tanya for spending your time with us and for having this conversation it has been really 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 impactful but before we wrap up this conversation and this episode in general i would like us to listen to words of affirmation This feeling of hopelessness is temporary and will pass. I am strong and resilient and I can overcome these feelings. I have survived difficult times before and I will survive this too. I have the power to change my thoughts and emotions. I choose to seek support and accept help from others when I really need it. I am capable of finding solutions and making positive changes in my life.
I choose to focus on what I can control and let go of worries about what I cannot. I am worthy of love and respect and my life has value and purpose. I am deserving of self-care and self-compassion and I prioritize my well-being. I choose to let go of negative thoughts and focus on positive affirmations. I am not alone. This feeling of hopelessness is temporary and will pass. I am strong and resilient and I can overcome these feelings. Thank you all for joining me on this World Suicide Prevention Day episode. I want us to remember that we all have struggles, but as long as we don't give up on ourselves, light will break through the darkness. The truth can actually be bitter, but it's what matters most. And the truth is none of us are alone in our struggles. Your support, your love, your understanding can make this world a difference. So please share this message with your friends, your family, because I believe that together we can create a world where everyone feels valued and supported. Thank you for listening till the end. This is the Mental Health Podcast and I am your host, Erike Tomafivo. And this episode was proudly sponsored by the Nigerian Medical Students Association under the Office of Mental Health Advocacy. Till next time, don't forget, I love you, but God loves you more.